sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Welcome to hour number two, the morning after live right here on this Thursday on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159. That is the home for Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM all across the Sports Grid Network. I am Ben Stevens. Thank you for joining us here on this Thursday. A ton to get to here in our second hour. Basketball is going to mostly be our focus as we go around the association. A huge time in the NBA. Just about 20 games left in the regular season. The stretch run with all of the postseason implications that are currently happening. Some conference tournament action getting underway this afternoon in college basketball. But on top of all of that, it is also NFL Combine Week in Indianapolis. Movers and shakers around the National Football League descend on Indy to see the top prospects coming from college football looking to make that next step into the National Football League. It is a big week for the prospects to see what they can do on the field in their workouts in Indianapolis, but also as they are set to meet with the media, interview with organizations around the NFL, and a lot of front office brass, general managers, some head coaches in Indianapolis as well, speaking really for the first time since the end of the NFL season. As it pertains to a prospect, a potential top five pick in the first round of this upcoming April's 2023 NFL draft, some news away from Indianapolis yesterday for the Georgia defensive lineman of the two-time reigning national champion Georgia Bulldogs, Jalen Carter. Again, he is expected to be a top five pick in this April's NFL draft. But yesterday, the athens Clark County Police Department in Athens, Georgia, has charged Jalen Carter with two misdemeanor charges for reckless driving and racing. They have secured two arrest warrants that became public yesterday for Jalen Carter. This is all tying into a January 15th fatal accident in Carter's role in that fatal car accident that ended up resulting in the death of his former teammate Devin Willick and a Georgia football staffer in Chandler LaCroix who's operating the vehicle that was an issue here in that fatal car accident. Jalen Carter was scheduled to speak in Indianapolis to media members yesterday morning. Of course, that was postponed. Jalen Carter releasing this statement yesterday afternoon saying, quote, this morning, I received a telephone call from the Athens, Georgia Police Department informing me that two misdemeanor warrants have been issued against me for reckless driving and racing. Numerous media reports also have circulated this morning containing inaccurate information concerning the tragic events of January 15, 2023. He goes on to say that I will be fully exonerated of any criminal wrongdoing as it is his intention to return to Athens to answer the misdemeanor charges against him. So that's the statement from Jalen Carter yesterday afternoon now, i always caution here as we discuss these very serious stories albeit with a sports perspective that two lives were lost there was a fatal tragedy that happened on january 15th 23 yes we will discuss the ramifications for jalen carter and the next step that he is taking in his football career but as you discuss these stories and you worry about the draft stock of georgia's jalen carter make sure you are reminded of the fact that two lives were lost on january 15th in athens georgia Devin Willick and Chandler do not lose sight of that in this conversation. We certainly will not do that here on the morning after. Yes, there will be things to discuss from that sports perspective in the NFL draft as it pertains to Jim Carter. But again, 
This was a tragic accident on January 15, 2023 in Athens. A welcome to our Sports Grid Radio audience here. The second hour of the morning after live right here on Sports Grid. Sirius XM Channel 159 and all of our radio terrestrial affiliates now in fold as well. As we take a look at the number one overall draft selection odds for this upcoming April's 2023 NFL Draft, Bryce Young still remains the odds on favorite to go number one overall. Of course, as we have learned, the Chicago Bears are looking into departing from that number one overall pick as a quarterback is high atop many teams board. Jalen Carter has moved back in this market. Now 26 to 1. Just last week, it was plus 700 for the big defensive tackle out of Georgia to go number one overall. Like I mentioned, there is a focus in Indianapolis on these draft prospects, some of the biggest names coming from the college football ranks, but it also allows us an opportunity to hear from general managers, front office executives around the National Football League. And a storyline in the AFC to follow throughout this offseason will be the Cincinnati Bengals and what they plan to do with their very talented young core. There have been some reports, perhaps speculation, that T. Higgins desires to be traded because he does not believe he can get the payday that he deserves from the Bengals organization. Duke Tobin, the general manager for Cincinnati, speaking to media members earlier this week in Indianapolis saying this, quote, as it pertains to E. Higgins, that trading T. Higgins is not on my mind. If you want a receiver, go find your own. Those are words from Duke Tobin, the general manager in Cincinnati. Now, the Bengals have reached the AFC Championship game each of the past two seasons. There was an idea entering 2022. The Bengals would have to regress back to the mean in a negative way despite reaching 1256. It seems as though the odds are looking slightly differently at Cincinnati once again. They're behind Buffalo. Now, there is a clear top three in the AFC entering next season with Kansas City, Buffalo, and Cincinnati. But the Bengals beat the Bills. Don't lose sight of that as you approach next season in the National Football League. Basketball, our focus next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. March is a month of basketball all around. Only four games on the NBA slate on this Thursday evening, but four important games that will set the stage for the rest of this regular season and that playoff push in the association. In conference tournaments, getting underway at the mid-major level already beginning, some more entering the fold on this Thursday, even in the afternoon hours as well. Welcome back to the morning after. Live right here on Sports Grid. I am Ben Stevens. We now welcome in our guy, the man known as Botch or Bocci. It is Andrew Bocci Galupo, our associate producer here on the morning after and a great face all across the Sports Grid network. Bocci, thank you for joining us. As always, on this Thursday, we start with NBA and then we get to the CAA, where a certain king of the colonial joins us here on this Thursday morning. I'm excited, Ben. Basketball is here, and uh, when do we get to watch basketball? Oh, check wrist. Two hours, Ben. We get to watch college basketball in two hours on a Thursday. A Thursday, mm. Ben. That's what you love. That's why we love the month of March. Basketball, twenty-four-seven here in this month. And that is why we indeed do love this month. But we go to the NBA to start, Botch. A big one tonight 
in San Francisco at the Chase Center. The Golden State Warriors, a three and a half point home dog against the Los Angeles Clippers. Right now, Golden State is in the five spot in the Western Conference, but they're actually tied technically based on overall record and win percentage with the LA Clippers, who the Clips, a three and a half point road favorite tonight in San Francisco in this California clash. Bocce Golden State has won three straight games. The Clippers have gone down in overtime in two games since the All-Star break. What's the approach to this matchup here at a big time as both teams have their sights focused on postseason positioning? I think you have to expect the stars to come out tonight. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and high figures in scoring. But Clippers need a win, man. Coming out of the All-Star break, three straight losses, the historic Overtime loss, 176-175 to the Sacramento Kings. Then you lose in overtime to the Timberwolves. I mean, the Clippers coming out of the All-Star break, I was saying that they may be one of the favorites to win the NBA title, especially after the Russell Westbrook acquisition. But now the L.A. Clippers are starting to look like the L.A. Lakers a bit with Russell Westbrook inserted into this rotation. Three straight losses. Boy, would it be a big one tonight if they could get a win. Warriors still without Steph Curry, but it is expected that at some point within this next yeah. upcoming road trip for Golden State that Steph Curry will be making his return. Klay Thompson, expect him to be active scoring tonight. He's been taking 15 threes a game, Ben, in Steph Curry's absence. His three points prop is four and a half threes. That's a high number, but he's been going over it. Clay, Kawhi, Paul George, they're out tonight out on the West Coast. The Dubs have covered in all three games as well on this three-game win streak, booked as a favorite, now an underdog once again at home. Golden State is 32-30. and 30. Los Angeles is 33-31. and 31. Both have a .516 win percentage, so technically in that same spot in a jumbled Western Conference at this moment. Golden State, of course, Bocce, has that championship pedigree. Their fourth NBA title in the past eight years is what Golden State secured to end out last year the reigning nba champions los angeles trying to get there the clippers have the third best number to win the western conference bocce at five to one three dollars behind that the golden state warriors at plus 800 right here right now andrew bocce galupo who is a better bet which team is a better bet to win the western conference crown i'm saying the Golden State Warriors, just because they have Steph Curry, and although he may not be the healthiest right now, he will get to his full form before the postseason. We've seen it. Going into last season, everybody was counting out the Golden State Warriors, and then here they come. They make the playoffs, they go on their run, and they dominate like they've done the past decade. I can't count out Golden State until I see this team fully healthy and ready, and they'll be in the playoffs. They'll be in the mix. It's concerning for the LA Clippers because they're so deep, but they're not able to come away with these wins late down the stretch. Two overtime losses, one of them to the third-seeded Sacramento Kings. They want to climb the standings in this Western Conference. You have to win these games against teams in front of you in your conference. And right now, the Clippers just don't look like they're clicking necessarily. They need to get back into a rhythm with all of these new guys they just added at the deadline. Poch, we'll have a further breakdown of what is going on in Dallas with the new Mavericks backcourt of Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving coming up in just a few moments. But that's the other marquee game on this Thursday night in the association. The Sixers visit Dallas and the Mavs. Dallas booked as a four-point 
home favorite. But, Bobby, as we have seen Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving on the floor together, Dallas just one and four. A little bit of context, though. Those four losses by just a combined 13 points. Botch, how have you evaluated Luka and Kyrie been together so far? I think they don't really know who's the guy yet. And we saw that the other night against the Pacers. Luka, Kyrie, who gets the game-winning shot? It was Kyrie Irving. Step back three, off the rim. And the Mavericks end up losing the game. I think they're both just getting accustomed to their play styles. They're both getting accustomed to the way they like to move the ball offensively. Kyrie Irving has taken a little bit of a dip in scoring with Luka Doncic in the offense. Luka is an MVP candidate. He scores near 30 points a game. We know that. But Kyrie Irving just needs to get more accustomed to playing with guys. He hasn't played with them all season long. And now he just jumps into this rotation expected to be the number two scoring option, number one scoring option most nights. He's just got to get acclimated to his team, get in this Mavericks team in the mix because they're struggling right now. And they have high expectations. And there's no guarantee that Mr. Kyrie Irving will be a member of this Dallas Mavericks team come next NBA season. The Mavs right now, 32-31, and 31, one game above 500, but in that seventh spot in the Western Conference. If the season were to end today because of their position in the standings, Dallas would be a Western Conference tournament or a Western Conference play-in tournament team. Bocci, you are great at finding us plus money. Give us a little Thursday night parlay that we can take in the association quickly here as we transition to the CAA tournament in just a few moments. Yes, the no-sweat bet that the FanDuel Sportsbook provides. If you bet the TNT games at least three legs of plus 400 odds or greater, then it is a no-sweat bet. So I built one here this morning in the studio. Kyrie Irving, six-plus assists, has hit this in five of his last six games. Kyrie Irving also over his 24.5 points prop. He's hit this in his last 10 games. He's averaging 25.1 points per game and 6.7 assists per game. He's also averaging 26.5 points his career against the Philadelphia 76ers. We went with the star power. Not many lines listed yet for players. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, 20 apiece. Kawhi has hit this six of his last eight games, averaging 23 points per game. Paul George has hit this eight of his last nine, averaging 23.5 points per game, plus 434. No sweat, four legs for the two primetime games tonight in the NBA. All right, Bobby, now to the Colonial Athletic Association. The CAA, the conference tournament for the Colonial, getting underway. And, Botch, you are the king of the Colonial. Despite the fact that Charleston and Hofstra ended the year with the same conference record at 16-2, Hofstra won the regular season matchup against Charleston. So because of that, Hofstra the number one seed, yet Botch, it's Charleston as the odds-on favorite to win the conference tournament title. Are your pride being disrespected? Absolutely. I Look, they are my alma mater, and I'm trying to put the bias aside. And Charleston was one of the last remaining undefeated teams in the country until they ran into Hofstra Pride. And then they lost when they were the 18th-ranked team in the country. But where I see Charleston is being favored in this is their overall record. They are 28-3. and They packed their non-conference schedule with incredible opponents. But Hofstra has won 11 straight. They have the best player in the conference in Aaron Strada, who is the reigning player of the year. Hofstra, in that non-conference schedule, had Aaron Estrada injured. And that's where I think we're seeing the value of Hofstra being dogs as the number one team in this conference champion tournament. They're the regular season champions. I don't care that it's a split with Charleston. They're both tied to be the regular season champions. Hofstra won outright. They're going to win this tournament in dominant fashion. Put on the crown, king of the colonial. A great breakdown. More of the morning after. Up next. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Only four games around the association on this Thursday evening as we welcome you back live right here to a Thursday morning on the morning after on SportsGrid. But the marquee game to start off the night, all eyes will be on Dallas, Texas as the Mavericks host the Philadelphia 76ers. Right now, the Mavs, a four-point home favorite. As we welcome on Kirk Henderson, live right here to the morning after on this Thursday as well, the editor-in-chief of MavsMoneyBall.com. Kirk, thank you so much for taking the time to join us as a ton of focus in the NBA tonight will be on Dallas, on Luka, and on Kyrie. Thank you for joining us here on this Thursday. Sure, happy to be here. So, Kirk, as we look at the Dallas Mavericks, with Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving on the floor at the same time, the Mavs have lost four of those five games, but the four losses by just a combined 13 points. Currently here, in the week following the All-Star break, Dallas is 32-31, and 31, a game above 500, but in that seventh spot in the Western Conference standing. Kirk, how do you describe the current state of this Dallas Mavericks team? It's a little uncomfortable. They've lost five out of six, and they've given up 60 points in the paint five straight games. And they're welcoming, if he plays tonight, of course, Joel Embiid, who is an MVP candidate, and I think he uh, has seen some of the scoring boom lately, and I'm a little concerned he might try to go for 75. (laughs) That is something we have seen in a large way across the NBA this year already. 270-plus point performances. Damian Lillard doing that over the weekend on Sunday evening for the Portland Trailblazers. So, the big news in the NBA ahead of the trade deadline on Sunday, February 5th, was the Mavericks acquiring Kyrie Irving. Kirk, I think it's pretty inarguable that Kyrie Irving adds a ton of talent to the Dallas Mavericks roster. But as we look at the outlook for Dallas here and see their odds in the Western Conference, an 8-1 to one price made shorter after getting Kyrie Irving to join this Mavericks organization. Do you think, though, that Dallas is in a better spot now in the Western Conference than they were before adding Kyrie Irving? I don't. And it has much less to do with Kyrie and much more to do with the fact that Dallas was already a, a – um, they didn't have a lot of depth. And when you trade two starters to get one paired with some of the injuries that they've been dealing with this season, there's just not a lot of juice to go to. Uh, Things have have looked a little shaky at times. The offense has been very fun, but the defense has been absolutely brutal. They've everything they've tried to date has not worked. You know, even coach Jason Kidd's gotten a little frustrated with Luca and his behavior on the court. And, you know, some of that comes back to effort and maturity, he says. And it's, we just haven't seen a a game yet where it really looked like the Mavericks were in control against a team that was actually trying to win. You know, the the San Antonio Spurs is their one win over these last six games. And that was not, if they would have lost to the Spurs, then they might have had, there would have been more problems. Yeah, certainly so. Kirk, as you evaluate the fit on the floor with Kyrie Irving playing alongside Luka Doncic, where do you think the room is for growth as these two become more acclimated together? 
They need to run more actions together. Uh, I think one of the things that's interesting, if you were to go back and watch a lot of the LeBron and Kyrie um, games from 2016 and 17, there was a lot of my turn, your turn. But frankly, offense has evolved now. Uh, it's you know six years later. They should be able to run more sets together and really take advantage of the fact that Luka Doncic draws a lot of double teams. They haven't done very much creatively at all with the Mavericks. That said, they're still really scoring the ball with those two on the floor. It causes a lot of chaos. But there's a lot that they could expand upon if they just ran a little more offense. So, Kirk, you see the numbers there. They're giving up more than 121 points per game in the five that Luka has played with Kyrie. You mentioned the defensive struggles the Mavericks have seen here as of late. Is that the biggest issue plaguing Dallas at this moment in your mind? It really, really is. They just got back uh, Maxi Kleber, who is a key component to their defense for the past several years. He tore his hamstring and came back after a 35-game absence and looked pretty good. The statistics weren't great. He had somehow had zero rebounds in 24 minutes, but he was a presence in the paint, and that's what they need to, to get more of because it's just been a parade to, to it, between both you know, getting into the paint and then one thing the Mavericks are really rough at is they foul a lot because they're letting people get so much into the paint, and that's the, those problems tend to spiral and as the game goes on, particularly in four, you know, uh, as the quarters go on and you're in foul trouble situations, the, the free throws just start to rack up for the other team. And it becomes a bit of a hole that, that the Mavericks are having a hard time digging themselves out of. Kirk, we mentioned in our previous segment, the other marquee game tonight, the nightcap out in San Francisco. It's the Warriors and the Clippers. Right now, Golden State and Los Angeles tied for that fifth spot, but both teams a game or a half game in front of the Dallas Mavericks, where the Mavs currently in that seventh spot in the Western Conference standings. Kirk, where is your level of concern for Dallas in terms of playoff positioning in the Western Conference if, in fact, they do end up in the Western Conference play-in tournament? My concern level is high. On any given night, I feel like a team with Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic can go grab a win. But as the pressure ramps up and if they're falling in the standings, that becomes more and more uncomfortable. The Mavericks coming out of the All-Star break supposedly had the third easiest schedule based on the strength of schedule of their opponents. But when you play the San Antonio Spurs three times, that tends to drag the average down a little bit. You know, as we're seeing tonight, they play the Philadelphia 76ers, then they go play uh, the Phoenix Suns. And then it's there's, there's just a run. They played the Memphis Grizzlies three times in March in like 10 days. And mm. things are going to get really, really loud if the Mavericks fall in the standings after having held on to, you know, the four, five, six range with the team they had prior to the trade. It's it's not something I'm, I'm looking forward to discussing because uh, it you start to get into the reasons why. And there's there's a whole bunch of them. So, Kirk, on this sports betting program, if I act you, asked you to play mock odds maker to determine ultimately where the Mavericks end at the end of this regular season as one of the top six teams that just earn a playoff berth or one of the teams seven through ten in the play-in tournament, which do you think is the favored conclusion for the Mavericks at the end of this regular season? I think right now, if, if we were to talk before this Philadelphia, this stretch against Philadelphia and Phoenix, I still think they're they're probably a pretty good odd to finish in the top six, just because the the 
the schedule has some game. You know, they play the Hornets twice, who are now a mess. And there's there's enough soft uh, spot in the, in the schedule to go on to where I think they they might be able to hold on just so. But if they lose both these games, then they're they're you know on a what, what did I say earlier? I guess that'd be seven and eight game stretch. There, it's it's gonna be really really interesting. And it, this Western Conference, I'm so shocked. We're 60-plus games into the season, and it's still this tightly packed. I cannot remember anything in my fandom. You know, I guess barring some of the, the Western Conference seasons when there were a whole bunch of teams that won 50 games, but I don't ever remember this many uh, teams that are clogged together that are winning, you know, 30 to 35 games at this point in the year. Certainly so. The Lakers right now, after a big win on the road in Oklahoma City without Anthony Davis nor LeBron James last night against the Thunder, sit in the 11th spot. The Memphis Grizzlies have the second best record in the Western Conference. Just nine games separate those two teams in the jumbled mess that is in between them. So let's focus on tonight, the marquee matchup in Dallas between the Mavericks and the Sixers. Kirk, the Mavs a four-point home favorite against Philadelphia. What is that key matchup for tonight's game in Dallas? If it's I'm really surprised that the Mavericks are are the favorites. That that's gotta be some some questions about Embiid's foot. Uh if and I expect Embiid to play because he did not play uh, against the Miami Heat last night, and then the Sixers just ran the Heat off the floor anyways. So all their guys have gotten a pretty good rest, even though it's a road back-to-back for them. I think the key matchup has to be Joel Embiid versus the Dallas Mavericks front court, whether they get the ball out of his hands or whether they uh, attempt to let him score so many points that he tires himself out. And right now, there are no props available for the Philadelphia 76ers, including JoJo, because it is the second leg of a back-to-back. But Kirk for Dallas, Luka Doncic's point prop tonight, 32.5. For Kyrie, it is 24.5 from that points prop perspective. What is the expectation for the new backcourt in Dallas against Philadelphia this evening? I would take the over against with Kyrie. He's was very critical of himself following the last game, saying he needs to be more assertive. And I, I feel like he's going to come out and really score the basketball after two games. He's just two of 14 from three in the past two games. And that seems like an outlier. And then, you know, Luca, who has been so dominant in first quarters, has really looked haggard by the end of games. So I, I feel silly saying to take the under on him but because he's hit the over so many times this year. But it's, right. that's just one thing that's sticking out that I, I think he, you know, Kyrie picks up his slack and, and they meet somewhere in the middle, each of them scoring maybe 28 or so. Kirk, oftentimes, if you don't want to take the under on a Luka Doncic prop, which I understand, you just stay away and you focus more on the 24 and a half right. for Kyrie Irving. Kirk Henderson, the editor-in-chief for MavsMoneyBall.com, joining us here on this Thursday on the morning after. Kirk, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. Thank you. The Dallas Mavericks take four-point home favorite tonight, again, against the Philadelphia 76ers. In five games with Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving on the floor at the same time, the Dallas Mavericks just won in four, but some context necessary. Those four losses by just a combined margin of 13 total points. We continue to go around the association live right here on this Thursday morning on the uh, Sports Grid Network, up next on TMS. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Time to go all around the association. Live right here on this Thursday on the morning after on Sports Grid. I am Ben Stevens. It is time to make a band as we look back on last night in the NBA. The final stretch run of 20 or so games around the league and this Thursday night slate as well. We make a band with Chantel Chan live right here on this Thursday on TMA. Chantel, thank you so much for joining us here on the morning after as always. Nice to be back, Ben. And this time talking about basketball instead of football, but definitely right. super hyped to be on with you this morning. A jack of all trades, that is what Chantel is, and she is here to make you some money as we head down this home stretch of the NBA regular season. Chantel, for the Phoenix Suns, only 19 games remaining in their 20th to last game, if we want to call it that. It was Kevin Durant's debut last night in Charlotte. A 105-91 victory for Phoenix, covering as a 10-point road favorite with Kevin Durant finally onto the floor Chantel for the Suns in his debut with that organization and KD's first game since January 8th did it live up to the billing in your estimation I think we got exactly what we thought we were going to get from KD. We knew that his minutes would be a little bit limited coming into this one, under 30 minutes, but he fit in seamlessly. And this is a Phoenix Suns team that fit him in. Him and Devin Booker combined for 60 points last night. That's something that we're definitely going to see throughout the rest of the season and especially in the playoffs. But keep in mind, they played Charlotte. Charlotte shot like 36% from the field and 27% from beyond the arc. So let's not get too excited. But yeah, I mean, KD had a KD performance. He was sitting on the bench with a hoodie and he was feeling good. And he looked a lot happier than he was in Brooklyn. So I think this is something that we can expect. And I also think it takes some pressure off of Devin Booker to kind of be that guy. Because now that you have Kevin Durant on the team, he can also be that guy to hit a, hit a clutch bucket. And of course, uh, you know, be the leading scorer on this team. Chantel, not only Kevin Durant's debut in his son's uniform, but again, his first game back since suffering that MCL sprain when he was a member of Brooklyn Nets back on January 8th. And of course, it's all about finding that fit with his new teammates. Chris Paul, 11 assists last night. DeAndre Ayton, the big man, cleaning up glass, 16 rebounds. And Devin Booker scored 37 points. Kevin Durant, even in just 27 minutes, an efficient 23 points over his ending points prop of 20 and a half. So, Chantel, knowing that we are in the home stretch of this NBA regular season, how important are Phoenix's final 19 games to really get Kevin Durant into fold? Well, the thing about Kevin Durant, like I mentioned earlier, he fits in so seamlessly. Like last night, it seemed like he possibly was playing with the Phoenix Suns before. And I mean, he's played with some of these guys on Team USA as well. So right. there is some chemistry there. But throughout the season, definitely going to have to build it. I'm not really concerned about the chemistry because when you have a point guard like CP3, and regardless if you're a fan of Chris Paul or not, I mean, he knows how to build chemistry on that team. He's a true point guard. The only thing that I'm really concerned about with the Phoenix Suns, number one is health. All four. Four of these guys, DeAndre and CP3, Devin Booker, and Kevin Durant have sat out for, you know, some games this season, whether that's rest or dealing with an injury. And my final concern with them would probably be the bench. 
I mean, what are we expecting from like Lionel Cameron Payne? Are these guys going to be able to ball out in playoffs? Because in the playoffs, as you know, rotations get smaller, but it's all about that depth. And if TJ Warren, if we can get that bubble TJ Warren, which we haven't kind of seen this year, even in Brooklyn, I think he had maybe maybe five good games, but if they can get bubble TJ Warren, I think the Suns are going to be a little bit better on the bench, but that's asking for a lot from a guy like TJ Warren, who before this season didn't even play for about two years. So those are my concerns for the Phoenix Suns, but I think chemistry-wise, they're going to be fine because Kevin Rand's that piece that you can just slip in and he's going to ball out regardless because that's how skilled and talented he is. So, Chantel, let's pay it forward as we look at the Western Conference odds and the NBA championship odds as well. The Celtics are the favorites, followed the Milwaukee Bucks. But the Suns have the shortest price rate team from the Western Conference at plus 450, as you saw just moments ago. Full $3, Chantel, in front of the Denver Nuggets with a plus 750 price. Of course, the Nugs are the number one seed in the Western Conference, and they are pulling away with that margin of a five advantage over Memphis. Phoenix now in that fourth spot, five games above 500 in the Western Conference standing. So, Chantel, who do you think should be the favorite to win the Western Conference title at this moment? Phoenix, Denver, or maybe another team lurking as well? It's got to be Denver. Like, I think it's absolutely ridiculous. Phoenix already head up and they're ahead of Denver. I mean, that's a plus 750. If I'm a gambling woman, and yes, I am, I would place money <laughs> on the Denver Nuggets. They got Jokic, who could arguably win his third straight MVP. And if Michael, you know, Michael J. Porter plays like he did the other day, against the Clippers, and he can be consistent. Also, Jamal Murray poured in like over 30 points the other night. This is a Denver team that has so much depth, and they play together as well more than the Phoenix Suns have with Kevin Durant. And with all those injury concerns and the fact that the Phoenix Suns, their bench is questionable on depth, I would roll with the Denver Nuggets. They're the favorite. They've been doing it. They've been killing it all season long. And at plus 750, I think there's really good value there. Right now, if you agree, there is that value component. You might feel Denver is being slighted based on where they stand, which does lead to value to winning that conference championship on that Denver Nuggets price. From garden to garden, that is what Boston Celtics did last night. After a loss inside Madison Square Garden earlier this week, the Seas returned home to TD Garden last night to host the Cleveland Cavaliers, a matchup, Chantel, of two of the top four teams in the Eastern Conference. The Seas booked as a five-point home favorite, just barely not covering, but a four-point victory, 117-113, in favor of the Celtics. Chantel, what did you learn? Boston's bounce back last night at home. Well, first off, let's give major props to Jason Tatum and Donovan Mitchell. They both had 40 pieces. But as for the Celtics, when you're shooting 50% from the field and 50% from three against one of the best defensive teams in the league in Cleveland, I mean, you're going to be a hard team to really beat. And that's exactly what we saw. And the Cavs did dominate the paint, but I believe the largest lead in this game was like 21. Uh, don't get, you know, the score kind of twisted because later on in that, with Donovan Mitchell came a little bit earlier. So that's why the final score was a little bit closer but this is yeah. a Celtics team that also out rebounded the Cavs that has you know Jared Allen and Evan Mobley so this is a Celtics team that continues to prove that they are arguably the best team in the Eastern Conference so right now on the standings it doesn't show that but at the same right. time this Celtics team had a guy like Al Horford let's give him some credit here because we know that he's a veteran but he had a double double last night Al Horford has been playing really good at least the past six games or so but last night 20 
23 points, 11 boards, and then a guy like Rob Williams is going to get you a double-double. He had 11 and 11 last night. I really do also like their bench as well. You got Brogdon, who is a great perimeter defender, mm-hmm. and a guy like Derek White, who we've seen flashes of him just being a beast this year where you're just like, whoa, is Derek White having like an all-star moment right now? And then you remember that he's Derek White and he's going to be coming off the bench, right? But this is a Celtics team that all has a lot of depth. And when you take a look at the Eastern Conference, if they're going to be shooting like they did last night against one of the best defensive teams in the league, I mean, they're definitely a favorite to come out of the East for a reason. All five stars for the Boston Celtics scoring a double digits last night. And like Chantel mentioned, three double doubles out of those five stars for the Seas as well. well. Because it wasn't just a 41-point performance for Jason Tatum. All 11 rebounds. Two was his shot of a triple-double, finishing eight times as well. But despite the win for Boston, resolved the Celtics showed last night, trailing Milwaukee Bucks by a half game for the top spot in the Eastern Conference. Why? Milwaukee keeps winning. The Bucks have now won 16. 16 Chantel consecutive games with the win last night at home against the Orlando Magic covering as an eight and a half point favorite at as well so Chantel you mentioned the Bucks and the Celtics in your estimation right here right now who is the best team in the NBA that's hard to say because if you take a look at the Bucks, they're on a roll right now. They've won 16 in a row. And Giannis is playing lights out. I mean, he had 31-7 and seven last night, 8 for 10 from the free throw line. And the best stat that Giannis had last night was 3 for 4 from beyond the arc. He's feeling it from beyond mm-hmm. the arc. And even the other night against Brooklyn, I think he shot like 50%. Here's the thing. I think the Celtics are the best team right now in the East because I believe they have the best duo right now in the NBA with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. I know Jalen Brown was out for a minute, but he's back now and they're just the Celtics again, right? They, he, he's acting like he never left. And as for the Milwaukee Bucks, I think they have the best player in the world in Giannis Antetokounmpo yeah. because if Giannis consistently can hit the three like he had the last two games, oh, it's a wrap. I would definitely place my money on the Bucks, but I'm going to lean over to the Celtics just because the fact of last year, how things ended, I think they're more motivated than ever, especially at the beginning of the year when they didn't have Rob Williams. I think people were taking the under on how much their win total was, but they definitely lived up to expectations and everything that went on with the off season and everything with Udoka. I mean, you have to give the Celtics credit. So I'd be rolling with them and giving them the slight edge over the Bucks. And that's how the odds see it right now. But the odds also see Chantel a tier of their own in the Eastern Conference for both Milwaukee and Boston right now. The Buck maintain that half game lead for the number one overall seed, which that playoff positioning here, Chantel, down the home stretch of this NBA season is going to become vital because the drop-off from the plus 115 price to the plus 185 price between Boston and Milwaukee, rather minimal, only 70 cents. And then we see nearly a $5 drop-off to the Philadelphia 76ers, plus six. 50. The Sixers on the road tonight, Chantel, taking on the Dallas Mavericks. We're not entirely sure the status of Joel Embiid. It is the back-to-back for Philadelphia in a road capacity, but they beat Miami by a pretty good margin last night outright as a one-and-a-half-point dog, and JoJo did not play, so maybe that means he plays tonight in the state of Texas. Mavs, Chantel, a four-point favorite. What is the approach to betting on Dallas or maybe even fading the Mavericks as Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving get more accustomed to playing with one another? 
Yeah, I mean, as you kind of heard on your last segment, Kyrie has been struggling here and there, but offensively, the Dallas Mavericks have been able to put together some really good games. And their last two games, they lost against the Lakers by three. And I think they lost against Indiana by two. So they're not putting together full four quarter games. And I think that's what we need to do. And their defense has been brutal. Like, let's be serious. Or the amount of points that the Dallas Mavericks are giving up. And it just comes down to the fact that Philly, last night, they played and they paid. Miami let's just keep it real here without Joel Embiid it's a back-to-back but the fact that Dallas Mavericks don't play really good defense and Philly is feeling it and the way that they played against Miami I would just take the 76ers straight up on the money line because until I can see the Dallas Mavericks play some really good defense I think I'm going to stray away from picking them the Philadelphia 76ers have only been an underdog now in 16 games this NBA season. The Mavericks with Kyrie and Luka on the floor again have lost four of those five games by a combined 13 points. JoJo has the second best price to win the NBA MVP, but Chantel, right now it's the guy that really is the leader of that team that you think should be the favorite in the Western Conference, the Denver Nuggets, Nikola Jokic, minus 340 to win his third consecutive MA MVP. Chantel, that's how you go all around the association and make a band at as well. We round out the show up next here live on the morning. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We close out our two hours together here live on this Thursday morning on the morning after on Sports Grid. Sirius XM Channel 159. That is the home of Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. All across the Spiz Grizz Network, I am Ben Stevens. Thank you for joining us here on this Thursday. It is March 2nd, 2023. We are about to enter one of the more glorious stretches of the sports calendar. And you really start to feel March all around you. There's a sense that runs through your body here on this Thursday. Why? Perhaps on this Thursday, does the madness intensify even more so? Conference tournament action in the afternoon. That is right. Afternoon college basketball games that sort at 12.30 p.m. Eastern time in about an hour and a half. So we need to give you the picks before we say farewell, before we say goodbye. It's time for a college basketball best bet. It is time for Bye Bye Bye. I'll get to my cap in a moment for the final week of the regular season in the Big Ten, yada, yada, yada. Purdue has already won the regular season conference championship. But at 12.30 p.m. Eastern time, in the fun belt, that would be the sun belt, conference tournament, South Alabama takes on App State. The Jaguars are a four and a half point favorite. There are so many great people that work here at the Sports Grid Network. Many you'd not see behind the scenes. The best college hoops handicapper I know is our guy here at Sports Grid, Dave Connolly. Certainly, when it comes to the mid-major level. Dave texted me yesterday. We message back and forth all the time about CBB. He texted me yesterday saying, Ben, South Alabama plus 850 to win the Sun Belt Conference Tournament Championship. That's now plus 750. He said, Ben, South Alabama minus four and a half in their opener against Appalachian State today, and that's what we do. Shout out Dave Connolly. Also Purdue and Wisconsin going over 127 and a half. The number is too small. Wisconsin has had nine games with a total below 130 since the calendar year started in 2023. They've gone over six times. Purdue has never had a total below 130 this year. That does it. College basketball. That's all you need to know. The morning after is back tomorrow on a Friday starting at 9 a.m. Eastern time.
I'm Ben Stevens. We'll talk then.